You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm enjoying, I'm joined by the hardest working man and most talented man on the internet. Yes, that's right, Fabrizio Romano. We got a lot to discuss today, so no hanging around. Diego Lato begins right now. Welcome along, everybody. Welcome, Fabrizio. Fabrizio, how are you doing, man? I'm just hearing breaking news. Tell me about uh, Antoine Griezmann. Something happened? Yes, it's official, my friend. First of all, I'm fine. Thank you, as always. And uh, always a pleasure to be here. And uh, always a pleasure to be here with news because transfer market is never closed. I always told you. We always have updates. And in this case, it's an official confirmation from, from Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. Antoine Griezmann is Atletico Madrid player on permanent deal. So now there is the statement after the words from Matteo Alemani, Barcelona director, Juan Laporta, Barcelona president, now is confirmed by official statement. Antoine Griezmann to Atletico Madrid for 20 million euros plus 4 million euros in add-ons. So the loan deal with buy option worth 40 million euros is no more existing. Now it's a permanent deal. Antoine Griezmann joins Atletico Madrid on permanent move till 2026. So the deal is signed. Nothing better than a here we go from Fabrizio Romano. Thanks to everybody out there for joining us. Please make sure you comment. If you have any question for Fabrizio, please drop it in the comment section. We'll try to get the best questions out to him as well. Now, Fabrizio, I want to start picking your brain with some of the fantastic youngsters that are playing the beautiful game right now. Um, one man I want to focus on before we go anywhere else is Benfica's Antonio Silva. This guy has really caught my attention. Very young player, only 18 years old, a centre-back. I think he has a contract until about 2027 at Benfica, so he's kind of locked down, but a lot of rumors out there about this talented youngster. What more can you tell us? We will have many rumors on this guy uh, because you mentioned Antonio Antonio Silva is something special. Is uh, really something special. I was also speaking to some people who were in Turin when he had his game against Juventus, last minute uh, appearance against Juventus because he wasn't expected to start. And then because of some injuries, some situation internally at Benfica, he had this opportunity and he was incredible playing against uh, Dujan Blavich. It's never, it's never easy and he was fantastic. And then again and again with Benfica, he's doing something, something special. So I'm sure that the rumors will be there for a long time. As you mentioned, the contract is really long. It's a five-year deal with um, with Benfica. But at the same point, uh, we have to mention that Portuguese club, especially Benfica, they are used to sell players at the right moment. So we don't see Antonio staying at Benfica for four or five years. I'm sure that uh, it's a matter of time. And then in a few years, he will leave Benfica to, to try and experience in in some top club around Europe. With all respect to Benfica, fantastic club. But you know that when big clubs are coming with big money, it's really difficult to keep the players. And this is also the case for Antonio Silva. 
I was asking also yesterday, and the answer I'm getting is at the moment there is still no negotiation with Benfica or negotiation with the agents, but many clubs, important clubs, especially from England, are sending their scouts to watch this boy, to follow this boy and this growth. Um, people close to the player are convinced that he will be one of the most expensive centre-back in the history of the game. He can be a player for maybe 80, 90 million euros in a few years. Of course, now it's too early to say, but the, the impact has been incredible. And so let's see, but I feel the Premier League could be his next destination. Yeah, 11 appearances this season, all competitions, and obviously we're hearing about the Manchester United and Premier League rumours there, confirmed, of course, by our great Fabrizio Romano, but recently also made his debut for the Portuguese under-21, and that's important. The international debut is where it's at when it comes to these young stars, and I also had a little conversation with my good friend Nuno Gomez, who told me a lot about some of the young kids, and he's not the only one who's coming through the ranks at Benfica, by the way. Fabrizio, let's move on to Rafael Leal, one of the hardest and most talked about youngsters right now. Um, it, it's, of course, Leal. He's absolutely sensational. What he's doing in Serie A is fun to watch. He's 23 years old. He's balling out. Um, four goals, seven assists from the 11 appearances this season. Um, but his contract, obviously, a tricky situation with Milan. And we've heard from Maldini. But what are you hearing about the whole situation? And what do you think could end up happening? Yes, it's not an easy negotiation. Uh, it's not an easy negotiation because, as you mentioned, Rafael Leao is something special. He was the best player in Serie A last season and I have a feeling it will happen the same this season because he's doing great with uh, with Milan. He's scoring goals, he's providing assists, he's a fantastic talent and his mentality is something special. It's not just about the quality, but he changed his mentality in the last few months, I would say. Last season, it was incredible how he changed his approach to the game. So Rafael Leao, in my personal opinion, is, is ready to try and experience maybe elsewhere, maybe in the Premier League. But at the same point, we have to respect Milan's position because, as you mentioned, Paolo Maldini a few days ago, before the Chelsea game, he said, we are negotiating with Rafael Leao. We want to extend his contract. The current deal expires in June 2024. So it's kind of a dangerous situation uh, because Milan can't wait too long before reaching an agreement with, uh, with Rafa or it will be dangerous to continue like this. And Milan already lost many players on a free, Donnarumma, Frank Kessie, uh, Akan Chalanoglu. Many players left Milan on a free, so they have to be careful with this Leao situation. But at the same point, Maldini said, I'm, I'm optimistic because they have a good feeling on player side. They are convinced that the player knows that maybe one more season with Milan could be the best way for him to, to go at top, top level. So now the negotiation is ongoing between Leao and Milan. is not yet close to being completed, to being agreed. So it's still ongoing. It's still on the early stages of the discussions. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens because it's still open. We have to mention that Chelsea, in the final weeks of the transfer window during the summer, they mm -hmm. made a bid. It was a verbal proposal, not an official proposal, but a verbal proposal around 70, 75 million euros plus add-ons. Milan said, no way, we are not selling Rafaleao for that fee. They wanted 150 million euros, the value wow. of the release clause because he has a release clause and it's 150 million euros. So Milan never wanted to negotiate for less than the release clause. So let's see what's next. But my feeling is that everything is open for Leao and Milan will fight till the end to extend this contract. Hey Fab, you know with this recent investment coming into Milan, obviously we know from the Americans and I know the Yankees are involved a little bit there, so that gets me a little bit excited. Do they have to sell these superstars? We understand and recognize that Leao may at one stage in his career want to move on and try, obviously, Premier League or wherever it may be, big money offers. But now you recognize Milan have a lot of financial backing now, so do they have to sell these big stars? No, I would say no, they don't have to, to sell these players because also they did the same with Teo Hernandez. For example, the same Maldini said a few, few months ago, we received some approaches for Teo Hernandez, in my opinion, one of the best left backs in the world, more than a left back because he's a player, for, he's playing as a left back, as a left winger, everywhere on the pitch you can see Teo Hernandez when Milan are playing. 
And he said, we said, no way, we are not going to negotiate for Teo. So don't even come with a proposal because we are not intentioned to negotiate. So I don't feel they are forced to sell players because they are in a good position. The Milan project is fantastic, in my opinion, what they're doing with young players. Uh, they are selling players at the right moment. But the real point in this case is the length of the contract. Because with Leao just having two years of contract with Milan is a dangerous situation. Because if you don't extend the contract now or before the end of the current season, Next summer, it could be a dangerous situation because many clubs can arrive, important clubs maybe from Premier League, and offer Rafael Leao big money, big salary for January 2024 and sign him for free in maybe one year and a half. And so it's a really dangerous situation. So Milan have to be smart. They want to extend the contract. They are not forced to sell him, but also losing Leao on a free would be a disaster. And so they have to be careful. This is why the situation is still open. Artie agree with us. He says 70, 75 million is not enough with us. So thank you, Artie, for your comment right there. He agrees with both of us. Uh, I'm completely off topic before we want to go to break here, but I just want to discuss with you real quickly the form that Napoli are in right now. Put the analyst brain on here. I mean, this is sensational what Napoli are doing right now in Serie A, but not only there, also in the Champions League, Fab. Yes, how the approach to the, to the games is something special, you know, because we already spoke here on, on Kegolaso about the players, what they did on the market was something special. We know it was a big revolution during the summer, but now I'm really surprised to see how consistent they are. Every single game, doesn't matter if you're playing with Liverpool, Ajax or Cremonese in Serie A, they're, they have always the same approach. They are really hungry team. Uh, they are working all together and they have Victor Ozyman not available, who is the best player of the team. So imagine that Ozyman is not available and they're, they're having us Raspadori and Simeone scoring goals. The approach is fantastic. And I think it's the most European team we have in Serie A because Inter, Similan, they're doing very good. And we know Juventus is not a very, very good moment, but how Napoli approached the games is the most European club. It's the most European team is the most European approach, I would say, also on the market for what they're doing uh, on selling players, buying players, trusting their scout department, as we mentioned last time with Karaskelia. This guy is special. Also yesterday, he provided an assist, uh, penalty. Yeah. So he's a special player, but they have a special structure. This is why Napoli are doing so good. Yeah, let's take a quick break, Fabrizio. We've got more to come from the great man himself, Fabrizio Romano. When we return, we'll take a look at what else is happening around the transfer, rumor mill, and a deep look inside Manchester United. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello 
Welcome back to Keiko Lazzo. You are having a good time with us. It's Ian Joy alongside the main man himself, Fabrizio Romano. Uh, let's discuss Diego Dalot here. Sometimes when a new coach comes into a football club, Fabrizio, he brings new opportunity and new fortune, new confidence for a lot of players. I didn't watch the game yesterday, but I heard that Diego Dalot was insanely good. His statistics certainly tell me that 100% dribbles, 100% tackles won, 100% aerial duels won, <laughs> 82% of his passes completed. I mean, this is incredible to see this kind of rejuvenation from players who were maybe finding them way out the door. Now, all of a sudden, they could be a key part to the project that Ten Hag has going on at the club. Now, he has, uh, end of the season, his contract is out. I think the club has a, an option for him for until 2024. But what are you hearing about the situation with Diego Delod? Does he stay at the club? Does he move? What are you hearing, Fab? Yes, first of all, he's one of my favorite players in that position as right back. He's a special player, I think. And he's been really underrated for a long time. And now with Ayrton Hag, as you mentioned, the situation has changed. He's now a regular starter. He's an important player for Manchester United. But I still remember when he was here in Italy with AC Milan on loan, he was really great with Milan. He was playing as right back, left left back sometimes when Hernandez was not available. And he's always been consistent. So he's a player I really like. And I agree with you, he's a really important player for Manchester United in this moment. Uh, To answer your questions, yes... uh, Manchester United have an option to extend this contract because officially the contract is expiring in June, but Manchester United have an option to extend for one more season, so till June 2024, so they feel protected on this Diogo Dalot situation. At the same point, they will not activate this option until they have the opportunity to negotiate with Diogo and his agents for a long-term contract, so they will try to sign a long-term contract with Dalot. At the moment, it's not something advanced in negotiations, from what I'm told. So they are not close to reaching an agreement for a long-term deal. It's still something at early stages. They need meetings and negotiations before saying, OK, we have a final decision on the Ogodalot situation. Barcelona are monitoring him because Barcelona have sent their scouts not just to Premier League games, but also with Portugal. In the last two games he had with Portugal to follow Diogo Dalot, to follow his impact on international football. And Diogo was great because he scored a brace with Portugal playing as a right back. He's doing a great season. And so Barcelona are monitoring him because they want to go for a right back in summer 2023. Diogo Dalot is not the only option. They have many options on a right back because they will go for an important right back in the summer. But at the the same point, I can mention that they are following him. So let's see what happens with Barcelona. Let's see when Manchester United will proceed with this contract situation. My feeling is Manchester United have to activate that option. If they are not able to reach an agreement with Dalot, that would be, I would say, not so smart to let Diogo Dalot leave on a free. So I expect my United to, to trigger the close, but let's see when. Yeah, many would call that very bad business if you allow yes. him to go away on a free transfer. Great question come in from Rafa right there, talking about Barcelona's interest. How on earth can they afford all these players? They're trying to lower their wage bill. Obviously, we did hear uh, rumors. I was following your Twitter timeline as well. They're trying to track these free agents and see what deals they can get done before they commit to their clubs. Is that the way forward for Barcelona, a free agent system? Yes, yesterday Barcelona director Matteo Lemani mentioned the, the free agent system as one of the priorities for, uh, for Barcelona because this summer they had many players on the free, like Christian Sanchesi and, uh, and others, of course, and also the summer before with Eric Garcia. They are always monitoring the free agents market, and this is what they want to do also in summer 2023. So I expect Barcelona to be active on players out of contract or maybe on opportunities like Diogo Dalot. So for sure they will monitor this kind of, of market. 
how they can afford players. Uh, honestly, on Barcelona financial situation, we always have many questions, but at the end, they always find a way to do things. Uh, honestly, I think mm, getting rid of players like Griezmann, Coutinho, and many others is helping Barcelona wage build because, for example, Griezmann deal is also about the salary. We always mention the fee, 20 million euros plus four in the dons, but it's also about the salary. Coutinho deal with Aston Villa, the salary was the key point for Barcelona. So they are trying to find solutions for these players they don't trust, and they are trying to, to sell them. Let's see what happens also with Memphis Depay, for example, and many others. And then maybe for them it will be easier to sign players in summer 2023. we got five more minutes with a great man himself, Fabrizio Romano. You're watching Keiko Lazio here. A little bit of rapid-fire questions. Let's get through some of these topics that I've been following very closely that I know you're all about. Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, he scored his 700th goal yesterday in club football for Manchester United. He can't be happy with not playing much football. I know he's getting older, Fab, but real quickly, let's just bang-bang through a couple of topics. Let's start with Cristiano Ronaldo. What do you think happens with him? This is crazy. At the moment, honestly, nothing has changed. Uh, we know in the summer he wanted to find, to find a solution, but there was not the right club to, to leave Manchester United maybe in August. And this is why the situation was not, was not changing. And at the moment, I'm told that it's still the same. For Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, as you mentioned, he's not happy because he wants to play. He wants to be a starter. But at the same point, it's too early to say what's going to happen in, uh, in January, I think. And I'm told that during the World Cup, so end of November, beginning of December, they will discuss internally Manchester United and decide on the striker situation because it's not just about Cristiano's side. It's also Manchester United's side. If they let Cristiano go, they need a striker because Martial is having many injuries. He's an important player for Ten Hag, but too many injuries. And of course, Rashford can't be the only striker for Manchester United as they have many competitions. And so it's also about Manchester United because they want to sign a new striker in the summer. But if they let Cristiano go in January, they will need a striker in January. How many important strikers there will be on the market available in January? So, you know, it's about many factors on this story. And on Cristiano's side at the moment, they say it's too early to know. Yeah, too early to know. No doubt about it. Let's move over to Chelsea Football Club because I know a lot of fans out there are looking for information from you. Christopher Vivell, uh, technical director, obviously rumored it could be happening anytime now. RB Leipzig, not happy. Their CEO, Oliver Mintzlaff, he certainly let his feelings known that he's not happy with the way Chelsea are doing their business right now. But what's happening with that situation with Christopher Vivell now? Will we see that news recently uh, come out? Yes, he parted ways with uh, with Red Bull Group, with uh, Red Bull Leipzig, and now it's a serious possibility for him to join Chelsea. He's not signed yet, he's not done yet, but negotiations are very advanced between uh, Vivel and, uh, and Chelsea. He could join as technical director. It means that they can also look for a sporting director in the next months. I'm told that the sporting director situation is not imminent. Uh, it could take some time before they decide to go for the right man as sporting director. But as technical director, Christopher Vivel is now the big favourite, the main favourite. He had a meeting with Chelsea. Uh, it was last Tuesday, last week in uh, in London. It was a very positive meeting. So this week there will be new direct contacts to get the deal done with uh, with Vivian, but he's expected to join as new technical director. And so this Chelsea board revolution continues. All right, we got a question about Jude Bellingham coming your way right now and the link to Chelsea Football Club. I mean, obviously Bellingham had another terrific week last week. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, they leveled things against Bayern Munich in the last minute of the game. Jude Bellingham was captain of that side, as was he captain in the game against Sevilla, the youngest English captain in the Champions League, only 19 years old. This guy is sensational, Fab. I know you're a big fan with yes. him, but what are you hearing about him? I mean, Chelsea fans, they want him, obviously, to go to Chelsea Football Club, but we're going to continue to talk about this guy. What's happening now? 
Yes, I think we will mention Bellingham here on Kegolasso many, many times for many and many months, for many clubs also, eh? because uh, it's true that Chelsea, Chelsea will go for an important midfielder next summer. We can say that. Chelsea and Liverpool. I see both clubs going for an important midfielder next summer, so Chelsea will be there. Uh, they wanted Frankie de Jong during the summer, because when we mention Frankie de Jong, it's always about Manchester United, and it's true that Manchester United wanted Frankie, but Chelsea were there too. Chelsea wanted Frankie de Jong, and so they are still looking for an important midfielder in summer 2023. They will be there and so it's about Chelsea it's about Liverpool Real Madrid don't forget Real Madrid when we mention Jude Bellingham because they are always trying to sign the best players in the world and Jude Bellingham as you mentioned he's something special and so Real Madrid will be there it will be a crazy race for Bellingham as we mentioned here it won't be decided now or in the next weeks after the World Cup we will see how the conversations how the contacts will go but for sure it will be a crazy race with a lot of competition for for Chelsea for Liverpool and also for Real Madrid we never thought that Real Madrid would be able to replace that amazing trio that they had in midfield. But could you imagine Camavinga, of course, and then throw Jude Bellingham in there, Chalmany? I mean, that would be an insane midfield. Uh, last couple of questions here before we let you go, Fabrizio. Uh, we got a loyal viewer. His name is Dane Kane. He's very curious about Newcastle's January transfer plans. We know they've got a lot of money to spend now, Newcastle Football Club. And they're playing really good football right now, Fabrizio. They're fun to watch. Yes, great. Great job. They're doing a great job. And I'm sure that in January, they will try to do to do something, always some smart business. They want to do that. They don't want to sign. I still remember one year ago when the new owners came in Newcastle, we had many links with maybe old players at the end of their career as big names, but then at the end, not good for a project. They wanted to go for a completely different direction. I really love what they're doing. The approach has been great. And I'm sure that in January, they will go probably for a winger because, for example, I can tell you that they were looking for a winger in the final days of the market, but then at the end, it didn't happen because they wanted to go for the right players, like Alexander. Under Isaac now he's injured, but it's an important signing for Newcastle for present and future. So it could be the case for a winger for Newcastle in uh, in uh, in January. And also, let me mention Bruno Guimaraes, because we always mention, uh, okay, Jude Bellingham, Erling Haaland, many special players around Europe, but what Bruno Guimaraes is doing with Newcastle is special. He scored goals again with Newcastle during the weekend, but in general, he decided to go to Newcastle at the right moment, and they decided to sign him when many important clubs were waiting, because Arsenal, Juventus, also Spanish clubs were monitoring Bruno Guimaraes for the summer. Newcastle decided to invest immediately in Bruno Guimaraes, 42 million euros plus sedons. In my opinion, he's a player worth maybe 60, 70 million euros so fantastic business for Newcastle and great job by Bruno because he's one of the best midfielders around Europe all right Qatari investment group I mean their sports investment group has been sensational they have uh, involved themselves in a lot of big sporting projects including Paris Saint-Germain and Nasser El Khalifi has been very busy again uh, for Beatsdale what can you tell us about this deal that he's trying to acquire clubs Yes, now there is a new one because, uh, as you mentioned, they're always looking with this Qatari Sports Investment Group uh, to, to have clubs uh, or opportunities, projects around the world. And in this case, it will be Braga, the, the Portuguese club. They will they will go for 21% of the stake of the club. And so everything is was, was signed in the last 24 hours. Now it's, uh, it's official. And I think, yes, it will be beneficial for Portuguese football and in particular for Portuguese league. I always think it's beneficial to have these kind of opportunities because you have fresh money. They always want to invest on young players is exactly what, for example, City Group are doing around the world. Uh, here in Italy with Palermo, now in Brazil with Bahia and many clubs. And with Qatari Sports Group, it will be the same for, uh, for Braga. So I'm sure it will be beneficial. Of course, it takes time. So don't expect big revolutions in maybe six months or one year. It takes time to have the world project for, uh, for Qatari Sports Group in this case and the same for City Sports Group around the world. But I think, yes, I think it's beneficial. 
That is the great Fabrizio Romano. 20 minutes with you is just sensational. But before I let you go, did I see you tweeting about Formula One? I'm a huge Formula One fan. What's going on with the Formula One tweets right there? It was pretty cool to see. Yes, I just announced Pierre Gasly to Alpine team because, you know, I'm, I'm not following Formula One every single weekend, but I received this information and I said, okay, I'm sharing also some Formula One information. So then they started to ask me about Ferrari and these kind of things. I say, no, no, stop, stop. It was just uh, random <laughs> info I had. Okay, it's fine. And <laughs> I'm not going Formula One, don't worry. <laughs> Fabrizio, we appreciate you. The football world absolutely loves you. We can't thank you enough for thank everything you. you do for a beautiful game. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. Thank you. Always All right. a pleasure. And see you soon. All right. Thanks to everybody else out there for listening to Keiko Lazzo. Please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. We are also available as video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash Keiko Lazzo. For Pizza Romano, you're a legend. We love you. Thank you. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.